Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. Tony, I, I, my first reaction is just, fuck yes, let's go. Socks versus Detroit. That's, that's where it all starts. Because it all starts taking care of business in-house in the Central Division. That's right, I'm a meatball. You gotta bring that top button swag, baby. It is always great to beat the Cubs. And I'm a homer, so I always say they're gonna. Dallas Keiko Lansley got some beards that you should be afraid of. What everybody said when he gets out there, it's me versus the other guy, and I'm gonna beat him. So I just love that mentality. It's cool and fucking tough. Steve, Steve, would you say that Tony is mad online? I, I would definitely say that. The White Sox winner. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. I'm your boy Buzz, and I am joined by absolutely nobody. It's just me tonight. So if you want to get in the comment section and have a fun little interactive type thing, go ahead and do it because I want to talk to somebody because I'm lonely. I'm lonely after that horrible White Sox loss that just took place. Before we get into this episode, be sure you're going on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Socks on Tap, at On Tap Sportsnet, following me at Buzz on Tap. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us, five-star rating and review, because that's cool and tough. Co-host, would you like to share your initial thoughts? Oh, Buzz, you're flying solo, so just let it rock. All right, well, I'll let it rock. That sucked. That wasn't cool at all. That was brutal. That was a, that was a tough one to swallow, probably the worst White Sox loss of the year. Um you know, they had ample opportunities to make something happen. Nothing did happen. Uh, Detroit ends up committing five errors and in five innings, and the White Sox still can't capitalize off of it. You know, you get a pretty good start here out of Lucas Giolito for the most part. The da- Some damage done in the first inning where, uh, where uh, Miguel Cabrera ended up going deep on us <clears throat> in the first inning there, a home run off of Lucas Giolito. But then it was pretty minimal you know, after that, it wasn't really too bad. The White Sox end up getting on the board there in the first as well, getting a run across. Um, it, it just uh, off of an error, of course, you know, but it, it was just absolutely brutal tonight that they couldn't capitalize anything. The Sox end up going 0 for 13 with runners in scoring position, left nine on base tonight. Countless ground into double plays. Grandal had two of them. Uh, Lurie Garcia had one. So did Jose Abreu. So it was pretty brutal for the most part. You know, they they just didn't capitalize. And we can get into a million different things on whose fault this might be, um, where the blame should go. And I think that it should be somewhat shared. And feel free to comment in on here and let's talk about it. Um, you know, Tony LaRussa leaving Lucas Giolito in like he did towards the end of the game there in that seventh inning was kind of shocking to me a little bit. Um, again, I I don't like to give all the blame to him personally just because the offense didn't pick up, you know, their pitcher as he was pitching a good game. Lucas, like I said in the beginning of the episode, Lucas Giolito was pitching a pretty decent game. There's nothing wrong with it. He had seven strikeouts tonight. He goes six and two-thirds. He lets up five hits, four runs, all of them earned. He ended up walking three. He had seven strikeouts, and he let up two bombs. Uh, again, the first one was Cabrera in the first inning there, and then Shoop in the eighth inning. And that's basically when, you know, um, I felt like he was kind of running out of gas, and he ended up saying that 
in an interview. I didn't get to watch the interview yet, but he ended up saying in the interview that he was running out of gas. You know, ample opportunities missed again tonight. It, it's just you can't have that. And there's things that I'd like to address up and down the roster. You know, um, we're going to start here with – uh, Jake Lamb. Now, I'm not going to go into a huge bitch fit about Jake Lamb playing over Andrew Vaughn. I am going – not Jake Lamb personally is what I'm saying. What I'm more so along the line saying is why isn't Andrew Vaughn getting playing time? Um, Sal coming with some good points here in the comments uh, section. You know, Grandal coming up small over and over. Now, I'm seeing things that he might be hurt. I don't know that for sure or not. Uh, something's not right, though. I mean, you can see it within – the way he's been batting, the way he's been carrying himself. I mean, he's batting 122 on the season with 283 on base percentage. That's usually not what we see out of Grandal. Um, he, it, I mean, just a very, very slow start in April here. You know, back to Andrew Vaughn, I think where I'm most irritated is, is you have, you know, you don't play him on Sunday. You have an off day on Monday and he's not in the lineup. And then towards the end of the game there, in the eighth inning, we have Billy Hamilton come up along with Lurie Garcia, and we're not pinch hitting Andrew Vaughn or Zach Collins. And I'm just kind of confused by that myself. Again, feel free to uh, talk to me here in the comment sections about that. I, I, I just don't understand what the mindset is there, but I guess that's why I don't work in an MLB dugout either. It's not why I'm a manager of a team. Offense was pretty stagnant for the most part. I mean, they end up with eight hits, but if you're not capitalizing off of those hits, then we're not really, you know, what's there to talk about? You're not, you're not converting when you need to convert. Like I pointed out, 0 for 13 with runners in scoring position tonight. Um, it's just, it's, it's unacceptable. The, the Sox ended their scoring in the bottom of the third. That's when Mercedes grounded out into a fielder's choice. To third, Eaton ended up scoring there. Makata to second. And then he ended up getting in the third because there was a throwing error by Candelario, um, which again, as I pointed out in the beginning, tons of errors for Detroit today. They, they did not want to win that game. And I think that's why it, to me, it makes it even worse as they were throwing that game away and the Sox couldn't capitalize. Good teams capitalize. That's what good teams do. I'm not saying the Sox are a bad team, but I'm saying that good teams capitalize. And when you can't do that, you end up with a clunk, like a terrible game like you had tonight. It just can't happen. You know, the heart of the order, too, you know, when Tim Anderson comes up, I mean, he, he did all right. He had, you know, one hit, three at bats. He did walk twice. Uh, Adam Eaton he had two hits tonight. He had a really good um, catch there in right field. I believe that was in the second inning um, after he jammed his leg sliding into second base. And I was kind of concerned on whether he was going to stay in the game or not. And he ended up obviously uh, playing it through. But this is one thing that, that this team cannot afford. And that's that's an injury to another outfielder. Uh, you have Eloy out. You have Adam Engel out. You have Luis Robert, who had flu-like symptoms. You don't know if that's going to turn into a COVID protocol thing. Obviously, he's getting the proper testing done, which is a smart thing to do. Keep everybody safe that you possibly can. But where we're at right now, it's just unbelievable. Like, you know, we can't afford for that to happen. Um, you know, Jose Abreu, I'm going to talk about him as well here in a minute. Yoan Mancada, four at-bats, one hit. Uh, nothing to really ride Riding down about here, Jose Abreu with another not great night, swinging at balls outside the zone, expanding the strike zone, um, driving balls into the ground. It's just not 
what we're used to seeing out of Jose, and hopefully he starts heating up here shortly. Your man Mercedes, two hits tonight, four at bats. You know, he's doing what he does. Touched on Grandal a little bit ago. He did take a walk, but other than that, grounded into two double plays, nothing to go to town about. Jake Lamb, I actually did tag myself to freezing cold takes today because I threw that a little bit of a bitch fit, I guess you could call it, on Twitter about Vaughn not playing, and then Lamb comes up and smacks a single to center field. It's like freezing cold takes time, man. You know, maybe I was speaking his, uh, you know, his, his hit into existence here by by doubting on him. Um, you know, and, and then after that, Louis Garcia didn't really give you much. He gave you one hit tonight. He did ground into double play as well. He also did have a strikeout. Nick Madrigal held hitless tonight. Uh, four at-bats, he did strike out once. No ribbies on the team for anybody due to the errors that were caused by Detroit, um, who gave us two runs, essentially, and Sox couldn't get anything going. Um, after Lucas Giolito was pulled there, in the eighth, Cody Hoyer came on. He he works one batter. He gets out of it. Five pitches there. Not not really an issue. Matt Foster ends up coming in. Let's up a home run to shoot there. One inning, one hit, one run. It's earned. He does strike out a guy. And then Jose Ruiz comes on, and he pretty much works a clean inning there in the top of the ninth to, to get out. To, you know, one inning, one strikeout. Nothing to go to town. I mean, this game was super depressing and I again I could sit here and break down the game but more so along the lines I want to talk about the thought process of a lot of Sox Twitter and people that I do agree with on certain things I I don't understand the thought process of not having Vaughn in I don't understand the thought process of not pinch hitting Andrew Vaughn or Zach Collins for for Hamilton or or um Lurie Garcia I know that would have messed some things up there potentially, but you had to do something. I mean, <laughs> you, you just can't, you can't let that go. If you're trying to win a game, I mean, these guys are coming up. They're not performing at the plate at all. I mean, Lurie Garcia on the year who, and I'm a lot, I'm a Lurie Stan. I almost said Lowry have bulls on my mind. It's probably because they both pissed me off, but I have Lurie, you know, Lurie Garcia here at a bat in 176 with a 192 OBP. He is not been playing a good year at all. Jake Lamb and limited, at bats, 133 does have a 316 on base percentage, but again, that's limited at bats. So, you know, um, they did come out attacking, as Stout put out. Um, they did come out attacking, and that kind of shows with Urena's um, pitch count. He goes seven innings, 98 pitches. He lets up seven hits, two runs, one earned, um, three walks, and two strikeouts. His team had five errors, and he's the aggressiveness plus their mistakes just kind of didn't didn't seem to line up tonight. And, and that's something that's super, super frustrating to me is, is if you have to capitalize on that stuff. And unfortunately, they didn't. And this is where we sit now. Um, Grandal hit into a double play on his way to his cars from David Bennett on Facebook. Yeah, you know, he probably did. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a Grandal guy. I like as um, I'm really hoping that it's just like a really slow start for him. I, I don't know, though. Like I said, I did read some things on Twitter stating that, you know, he might have an injury or something. And I, I don't want to really get too far into that without speaking knowledgeable on it, because I, I don't know if that's the case with him. But he is not playing well at all. Um, and that even goes for behind the plate. A lot of people, you know, uh, uh, as a lot of people pointed out this year as well. Uh, 
sail back at it with being non-opportunistic. And that's exactly it. That's the theme of the episodes. It's errors and a letdown because they were handed everything on a silver platter. Their first two runs was on a silver platter and then they couldn't go anywhere from that. Um, it's, it's unacceptable. They need to clean it up. You, you have a night where Kansas City uh, loses. You, you know, you have an, a, a day where Minnesota loses. Sox really should have picked up on this and tried to get a win um, just to close that gap a little bit, you know, with, with Kansas city, it's still early. So it's nothing to like go completely crazy about, but it's just, you know, capitalizing on moments that present themselves to you. And that's something that they didn't do. So I don't really have much else to talk about in this game. Like I said, I don't really have, you know, a co-host tonight to, to, to bounce ideas off of or whatever, but it was just a piss poor effort from the Sox and um, offensively, and it was a piss poor management game from Tony Larusa, and I stand by that. I, I think that he made a lot of stupid ass calls. Um, I am very, I am curious too because there's uh, before we actually do move into the next game is Tim Anderson went to go steal when he uh, steal a base there, and he, he was caught, and we're down four to two at the time. And people are like, oh, you know, going after Tony about sending him. But then there's other people saying that he has a green light. Obviously, no one the fuck knows right now until we find out in the press conference whether or not he has a green light. But that, if he does, that was a dumbass time to do it with, two, you know, while well, you're down two runs and you're trying to, to spark a rally, you know, and you had Eaton up who had, you know, two hits already on the night at that point in time. So it was just kind of wasted. Um so, I mean, a lot of little things that ended up really hurting the Sox and, again, not being opportunistic. So, hopefully they can clean this shit up and they move into tomorrow's game. Uh, and, again, I got another one here. I'm not really too worried about Lucas Giolito. A lot of people keep saying that. I'm not worried about Lucas Giolito. Yeah, he had a really bad start against Boston where he got absolutely shellacked, but he pitched a pretty good game tonight even after the Miggy home run. It, it was really not an issue until, you know, he ran out of gas. He was left in too long. He ended up throwing 114 pitches, um, you know, 78 of which were strikes. But it was really that, you know, that that seventh inning where he got touched up. And, and that that was the problem. You know, he gets touched up for three runs there. Probably could have went to Cody Hoyer a little bit earlier. Um, I'm not really sure what the thought process is. I'm very curious to watch the press conference and see Tony blame himself again to get everybody off his back by them saying, well, at least you took responsibility. And, you know, again, I'm not putting the whole thing on him. Offense sucked ass too. So we'll move on into tomorrow's game. Tomorrow's game starts at 7-10. Once again, the 12-10 and 10 Sox play the 8-16 and 16 Detroit Tigers again. Casey Mize will be on the mound for Detroit. He is a right-handed pitcher. He's 1-2 with a 5.23 ERA. He's 20 and two-third innings pitched this year so far. He's let up 23 hits. Uh, struck out 14, walked seven. He's let up five long balls. And he is going up against Carlos Rodon, who's been on an absolute terror, who's 3-0 with a .47 ERA and 19 innings pitched. He's only let up five hits in 19 innings. He struck out 24, walked eight, and only let up one long ball. So that's the matchup for tomorrow. Um I'm really hoping to see Vaughn in the lineup tomorrow. I'm really hoping Adam Eaton is all right. That's something that I'm kind of worried about. I didn't really think I'd hear myself say that. But with the lack of outfield depth that we kind of have right now due to the injuries to Eloy Jimenez, um, Adam Angle, and Luis Robert most likely being out, 
we really can't afford to have him not be in the game. I mean, Adam Eaton has been really good this year for the most part. I mean, he's leading the team in ribbies. Um, he's been just super clutch. Uh, most all around, he, he's just been one of the Sox best players this year. And I don't think that's an argument anybody can make against him. He's been very good this year. And I just, we cannot afford to lose him and his defense there in right field. So hopefully he ends up playing tomorrow. Yeah, David Bennett, when you say that about Rodon, it's unbelievable. Rodon's had a great year, and you know what? I think he comes out against a team like Detroit tomorrow, and, and he takes advantage of them. Obviously, Detroit, they have a very weak bullpen. Um, Casey Mize is struggling. Young pitcher, though. Young pitcher. Um, got good shit. He really does have good stuff. But, you know, Detroit's lineup isn't anything that scares me, so hopefully he could take, you know, advantage of them. I know it sounds stupid now that I just said that after we just got, you know, basically shellacked here tonight and we blew it ourselves, but we did lose and they, they made the most out of their opportunities, but hopefully, you know, Carlos Rodon can hold it down and make something happen against him. My pick to click tomorrow is going to be none other than Adam Eaton, because I think he's going to bounce back if he plays. Um, I, I, I'd like, to, you know, I'd like to see him do some good shit. So I'm going to take Adam Eaton for my pick to click tomorrow. And that's all I really have for this episode. It's kind of shorter than normal. Sal's going with yo-yo. Sal is going with yo-yo. Let's hope he can have a good game tomorrow too. He had a couple times, man. He missed a couple tonight, Sal. He missed a couple tonight, man. They were right in the zone that I thought he, he would take advantage of, but he got under him and, uh, hopefully he can turn it around and get back on track. It was, uh, you know, coming off a an off day and everything like that on Monday, maybe didn't have your legs completely under you for whatever reason, get back into the swing of things tomorrow. You know, use, uh, use some motivation here in tomorrow's game to come out and just be aggressive again off the bat, work some counts against this pitcher who's obviously struggling and win. You're a better team than the Tigers. You need to win this series. You need to win the game tomorrow, put pressure on them right away, score runs and take advantage Take advantage of mishaps that they give you. If you do that, you win the game. Point blank, plain and simple. Even with Tony LaRusse's stupid moves tonight within the, the management of the bullpen and even his, you know, his lineup or lack thereof making changes with pinch hitters there during crunch time, if the Sox would have capitalized when they had the opportunity to, it would have been a goddamn win. But again, blame is equally placed on all of them, at least in my world. So, that's all I got for tonight, everybody. Be sure you're going on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Socks on Tap at on Tap Sportsnet. Follow me at Buzz on Tap. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. Five star rating and review because that's cool and tough. Go to Grandstand. Check out GrandstandSocks.com. Follow them on socials at Grandstand Socks. You can get all your White Sox merchandise and all your Chicago sports merchandise there. So go check out Grandstand. White Sox forever.